Hello and welcome back to How Good Is That? Season 2, To the Black, Episode 6, Our Mrs. Reynolds. My name is Dan. J-Rod. Paul. I'd have just lied about it anyway. <laughs> I'm enjoying that you're introducing yourself every episode with a good quote. And Something never wrong. a name. Yeah, and never identifying himself actually. Nope. <laughs> Just identified as a wonderful quote from the episode, which is Daniel Stern, nor Daniel Stern, which isn't all that hard in this show because it's so quotable. It is quote and quotables. The show has a lot of those. Uh, I know this episode does still contain my favorite quote. Uh, Pretty girl gave me a hat made out of a tree. Mm. <laughs> it's just something about his delivery when he says that it gets me every single time. Uh, so, yeah, this episode, Our Mrs. Reynolds, uh, does not start off with Our Mrs. Reynolds, but maybe it does. <laughs> it starts off with Reynolds as a Mrs. Mm -hmm. uh, in somewhat of what I could imagine would be very jarring if you had only seen a commercial for this show and then tuned into just this episode. And you're like, I thought it was in space. Why are they in a wagon train? Mm -hmm. Like... Once again, playing really up on the uh, the anachronistic space western part of the show, which this is pretty definitely neat. may be the uh, best lead in of any of the episodes. It's really good. Mm -hmm. It's hard to beat. It's got action. It's got tension. It's got comedy. I swear on my pretty floral bonnet, I will end you. It's so good. Like it has some very like just. Once again, so incredibly quotable and just so wonderfully easy to understand is this show. Mm-hmm. It's just like, even the episodes that ask you, ask you something don't ask you that much. Nope. So, it's a, it's a good deal of great. Absolutely. Uh, da -da 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 -da. So, yeah. Um, there's Shootout. People yep. die. I mean, that that's the thing, though, right? It starts off, and then it's just... It's another episode of Firefly. We're having a disagreement, and we're shooting at people. That's right. I, yeah. This watch-through has been problematic for me because I've been looking at... For the first time, I've been looking at the show really critically. And I'm noticing a lot of problems that I never noticed before. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, it suffers... I mean, we're going to say it infinite times through here, but... One of the big things that drug the show down was when it came out and the network it came out on. Mm -hmm. Broad, just, you know, broadcast kind of television, yeah. Which it, is unfortunate, but... It really wanted to do something that wasn't of its time, and it really didn't get a chance to do that. No, anything that's... Not anything that's really wrong with it, but a lot of the things that are really wrong with it have to do with it being tied down to a very specific like network length. Mm -hmm. It being uh, the time period it was and the television viewing audiences, their kind of preconceived notions about things like this. So I mean, it's just a lot of this is a very, very bizarre setting. It's a bizarre concept and there's a lot going on. So it's really hard to tie down. And this episode, and we'll get into it more, but this episode I feel like has one of the better does one of the better jobs of kind of pulling in most of the characters through the sh outside, I guess of Simon and river. It kind of pulls in most of the other characters on the crew, mm -hmm. which is pretty good. Yeah, it, it does a better job, but 
once again, like a lot of the uh, what you almost might call bottle episodes of the show, the ones that take place mostly on the ship, have that feeling because there are fewer characters. Mm -hmm. Like in my in my estimation, being six episodes in on the show at this point, the more characters they put in an episode, the more problematic the stories become. Sure. And this is a this is a pretty honestly a pretty simple simply concepted episode. Hey, yep. you killed the outlaws from our town or that have been giving our town a bunch of shit. Let's have a party. Cool. And there's a beautiful red-headed woman who dances with Mal and everything is nice and she plies him with wine and Jane gets a rain stick. Porty? Porty, yeah. I heard it too. A porty. A porty? But poor Jane does not get a pretty woman, gets a rain stick. <laughs> I really dug it at the time. I know. I know. I will treasure this. Always. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you're, you're the you're the guy. <laughs> Friend. He's so good. Like He's great. Just a wonderful character. Somebody's playing with their rain stick right now. I thought Dan was just opening up, like, a piece of candy. <laughs> yeah, unwrapping candy. No, I don't know what that sound was. I heard it, too. I, li I like how Dan, like, oh, that's foolish. I would never consume things on the podcast. I'm... Meanwhile, you can view live stream footage of Dan actually eating on several different streams. Yeah. Look, I'll snack on a live stream. I don't snack on a podcast. I'd never do that. A snack on a live stream, a snack of the cast. Snack cast? Poor man's process that study that's untrue. Yeah. <laughs> poor man's process has proven that was a lie. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, man's eaten objects that weren't food on that goddamn podcast. Man has eaten objects that are not food often. But it's fine because man's not hot. Man's not hot. That's not what we're here to talk about. Man's not hot. Nope. Man's not here to talk about that. So we made it through the porty. <laughs> the porty. 50 gold in the party. Oh. Five gold in the party. Wow. Now I'm sad. Wow. Because we'll never get season two. Yeah, seriously. Now I'm very sad. I want I want deep, more. Deep sci-fi cuts. <laughs> deep cuts. So anyway. Uh we we move on and Mal finds a young woman in the cargo bay. And, and she claims to be his, his wife. His wife, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then I love that we go to our learned intellectual shepherd book to mm -hmm. to declare, yep, I think you accidentally got married, Captain. I believe you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has to grab uh, the encyclopedia from Simon, though. Yep. Yeah. It's like he just, it, at least he didn't just know that. He was just yep. like, oh, let me look this up. But we have our two learned individuals, right? Like, they're the... They're the guys who know stuff, supposedly. And so, of course, one of them had the encyclopedia and the other one knew how to find what he was looking for. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you... It's like, uh... it's like a group project. Yeah. You accepted her wreath and you drank her wine and you danced together and you are... Uh, you you are marriaged now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so Mal doesn't react very well. Everybody has a hearty larf. Yeah. <laughs> and we think it's over, maybe? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean, at this point, you kind of don't know where the episode's going. Yeah, yeah, because it's just like, okay, so he let her down hard, and she didn't seem to take it very well, but she's a 
you know, naive backwater nonsense. So what does she know? And now he's got to figure out what to do with this woman. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then well because, yeah, <laughs> it, this premise works so well for TV because it's just so simple. You get time to really resonate with the characters, right? Like we're not, there's nothing, there's no crazy action. There's nothing, you know what I mean? Going on that really is advancing the plot. Mm -hmm. We're actually just having time to ruminate with the characters who exist on the ship. Yeah. And that's really the first time in the series we've really gotten this much time to just explore the ship and just kind of experience the characters yeah this is a, a nice slice of life episode yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> captain everyone should have a chance to congratulate you on your day of bliss Mm-hmm. there's no bliss i don't know this girl yeah <laughs> it's so good it's so good it's i mean it's really funny like zoe thinks it's so funny mm-hmm and she really doesn't react, like, you know, often to things by laughing at them. Yeah, you get to see her sense of humor. You get to see Jane feeling some particular way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jane feeling, I don't know, almost desperate. Can I get to know her? Yeah, yep. <laughs> Can I know her? Yeah. I trade you my favorite gun. I call it yeah. Vera. It's, I mean, it's... I mean, that's the thing, I guess, if we're following a chronological and following the mm -hmm. story in a chronological sense, there's just not a whole lot that happened because it's literally just Mal can't handle what has happened. Yeah, she's it. she's being all domestic and Mal's having a hard time coping with it. Yeah, because that's well, yeah. like for a lot of different reasons, that's not Mal, right? Mal is obviously a he's not one for traditional gender roles kind of thing. I mean, look at his his number one is Zoe. So, mm -hmm. you know, he's not one for traditional gender roles. He's certainly not one to take advantage of what he still sees as an ignorant backwoods hick. Mm -hmm. And he's also certainly not one to be comfortable in a traditional marital situation. Like when right. she when she makes him dinner and tries to wash his feet. Mm -hmm. It's very he it like it's you get like that secondhand uncomfortableness because he's so uncomfortable with it. You also get to watch uh, Wash, who goes from trying really hard to eat food to trying not to get smacked by his wife to mm -hmm. feeling really awkward about the situation in front of him. It's he gives a hell of a reaction through that scene. It's yeah, great. Yeah, he yeah he gave a really good performance in that sequence. <laughs> I mean, it, one of the things that's so good about that particular, and we all know, like I've our bashed scenes where we just sit around and kind of do nothing. Yeah, in the, other like, episodes, the the kitchen table scenes. Yeah, where this one is kind of Alan Tudyk gives a master class on how to act just when you don't have lines. Like his character motivation of wanting that food when he comes in is fantastic. And like the whole time, like the looks he gives, like the side eyes to Zoe to see if she's looking while he's eyeballing the food to see if he can get some. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much, like he really, like you could just cut out everybody else and just watch him perform that scene. And he just crushes it, in my opinion. Like, really overperforms in that scene. Yeah. Like, does such a nice job. Like, Zoe does a good job of being Zoe, so she's she's just kind of, you know, gives him, you know, just a disparaging look from time to time. And, you know, is starting now to go from this is funny to now this is getting to be a big pain in the ass. <laughs> so she does a nice job, but he just, the whole time he has business right like he's he's fiddling with something his hands are moving his eyes are moving he's grinning 
Like, it's just such a nice piece of acting from him, in my opinion. Good but, business there. But Wash gets to be that character a lot. Yeah. You know, because w Wash is, for lack of a better term, the comic relief. Uh, Joss Whedon refers to him as wacky guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at look at his outfit, you mm -hmm. know? Like, his costume is that of a clown, basically, in space. And he's he gets to be that very, very, very often, especially here in this sequence. You know, it, mm -hmm. it's and it's wonderful to get those slice of life sequences with him and uh, him and Zoe, because, you know, he and Gina Torres were just chewing the scenery the whole time. Yeah. Like they both look like they're having a ton of fun just being, a you know, her playing the sort of beleaguered wife and him, the, you know, the, the, the browbeaten husband and they just look like they're having a ton of fun with it and it it shows you know it's obvious yeah. in the series that they had a bunch of fun with it and oh yeah so we get you know we get those wonderful scenes like this yep. and then and then we get as i said jane trying to trade vera for saffron yep 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 <laughs> we get we also get like what's cool about this and why i don't mind the the character building so like i think you need to build character and this is the first time we've really had a chance to breathe in the entire series. So what feels really good is every you get to see every character on the ship, again, outside of Simon and River, react to uh, Saffron being on the ship. Mm -hmm. Like you can and you can like everyone has a clear, different way they're handling the situation. Like Shepard Book is trying to protect her from Mal. Mm hmm. Anara is just, you know, I mean, she's crushed because of Mal's, you know, you know, we don't know it because of Mal's situation, you know, and she obviously has feelings for him. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, it's a very traditional situation where she is, her role as a companion is a very untraditional kind of uh, status in society. And so we get to see her bounce off and grade against the whole thing. We get to see, again, Zoe go from this is funny to, all right, now this is becoming a pain. Yeah. Well, it's like, all right, now this is getting in the way of our lives. Yeah, Jane, who's just worried about what Jane's usually worried about, either sex or guns, in this case, sex for guns. <laughs> Jane Cobb, sex for guns. Yeah, and Mal just kind of bounces off every character. Yeah, So you get to see Mal interact. I guess Kaylee also really doesn't get, yet, we get there later on. Like, she has that great, uh, your, it's your big makeout session that got us into this, sir. Mm -hmm. She's got good lines and, you know, good moments. She, she does Kaylee things. But, you know, she really doesn't judge him too hard, uh, you know, as Kaylee would not judge the captain. Yeah, because that's not her position. Right. You know, that's so. she she is a very everyone is. And we've talked about this before. Everyone is a very archetypal character. Mm -hmm. And so the simple fact that everybody is performing to type here makes perfect sense. Yep. So it's a. Uh, it, it's solid in that regard in a way that um, in a way you want a bottle episode to be, you know, because yeah. like once they get back on Serenity, this episode, like it's weird. The pacing is weird because it feels like it's slow at the same time. It, it's over before I like it was over before I really realized it. It's like um, it's like a dynamite with a really long fuse. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. It smolders for a while, but then once it goes up, whoo hoo, boy, does it go up. Yeah, like you watch and you're like, it's coming, it's coming, it's going to happen. Here it comes, it's going to happen. And then it happens in a split second. Yeah, 
It's like, okay, she knocked Mal out. Okay, she's trying to unwash. Okay, that didn't work. Oh, she's kicking. And it's yep. it's funny, too, because until Inara gets in the picture, we still don't really know what's going on. Yep. Like, it hasn't really been made clear what her role is, what her aim is, what her, like, you know, what her motivation is, or really any of that. Right. Until Inara gets in the picture, but that's, we're not quite there yet. Right. Exactly. And it's, it's a nice... When you start with him, when she's, you know, I mean, in the, you get the, the nude scene, well, uh -huh. the nude scene with air quotes and now trying really hard not to be seduced. Yeah. <laughs> and then she does that. Then she goes and tries to do the same thing to Wash, who, you know, again, manages to fend her off just barely and then gets mm -hmm. kicked in the head. So you get to see that her skill level goes from she can seduce someone she can, you know, I mean, she's clearly an expert on, you know, whatever chemicals or, you know, whatever she's using on her lips. Mm -hmm. And then she can clearly fight like she's a trained, you know, she's been trained in martial arts to some degree. God, there's and just then, so many amazing, uh, so many amazing quotes in this episode. <laughs> the, just the scene where they go down and Mal wakes up is got a bun. Then the, right after that, when they go to the bridge. Mm hmm. Between those two scenes, there's probably a dozen extremely good quotes. I mean, even just like, whoa, hey, flesh. Yep, yep. Or, whoa, good Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yep, that's real good. Um, Yeah, because it's, what is it? It's He says good Bible and then Wash says good story or something, or good myth. Good myth. Good yeah. myth, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that's a good throwback. You get the... uh the I like the the line of him saying, "Ain't nobody took hold of a, uh, my plow but me in quite some time." Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty great. Like the the fact they got away with that on that at that era of TV is pretty impressive. Because <laughs> like, this is not they, they've taken the innuendo out of sexual innuendo. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty great. Like there's some good stuff in there, and then her doing and he's <laughs> and then him saying, "I'm going to the special hell." Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot just in that scene before she even leaves. It's just him and her, and then she leaves the room. It's like, yeah. there's good stuff there. There's so many good lines in this episode. There's, uh, uh, my days of, after she tries to give him Vera, my days of not taking you seriously are certainly coming to a middle. Yep. Great <laughs> like, line. That's just, I've heard Jared use that line for years. It's mm -hmm. so good, and it comes up <laughs> more often than more it probably should. should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, none of us should really be taken seriously. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. It's so good. Yep. And <laughs> then you get the them trying to figure out, well, you have the, the confrontation with Inara where she tries to seduce Inara. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, that's incredible. Yeah. You would lie with me? We've lied enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Especially, and we're kind of bouncing all over the place now just because the quotes are so goddamn good, but um, I think that uh, that Inara does a wonderful job with uh, You're Amazing, Who Are You? And then when Saffron says Malcolm Reynolds' widow, widow the look on her face just sells it. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh shit, you actually killed him. Yeah. Like, this is probably the first time that we really get to see Inara's feelings for Mal. How are you doing, Shindig? Yeah, but I think this is, like, here I mean, it's undeniable. Yeah, you could probably argue it a little bit in Shindig that, you know, maybe, maybe not, but or maybe it's just sexual tension. But here it's pretty obvious, like, unarguably, 
she has emotional feelings for him. Yeah, I mean, she gets there, she thinks he's dead, just laying on the floor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why she kisses him. Yep, you stupid son of a but bonk. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. It is. I mean, it's just it's all well. It's again, like it's just the episode's really well paced. Like they, the difference. Like the reason I don't get as irritated with the slow moments is because the slow moments are the moments that were built in for this episode. Mm-hmm. They're not just the moments that happen during this episode where it's like, oh, we need to, we need a couple pages here to buy time. Yeah, like we're actually, like there's a reason we're learning all of this about everyone to see how they react to this situation, and then despite the monkey wrench, to see how they all cohesively come together as a group after that. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, again, the theme gets like in all these episodes, the theme gets stated later on when he confronts her off planet or off ship on yeah, planet on planet off ship or moon or wherever they are. <laughs> so then, then we get Kaylee and Wash actually breaking through the welding job that she did because proving that saffron is always a surprise. Yep. Uh, the thing we skipped over was she welded the bridge door shut. With um, his tape. <laughs> Oh, good tape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Like it is. And then, I, mean, I think that that's bridge... the things that make me love this episode so much is just that the it's the little bits. Well, the fact that like you're going over, like everybody's arguing and yelling, and they're talking about how effed over they are because the controls are all screwed up. Mm-hmm. And then just in the middle, you get one of the Jane, one of the like it's one of the premier Jane lines of the whole entire series, mm-hmm. which is. That's why I don't kiss him on the mouth. mouth. Yep. Which, it, and, and, and he interjects it at the most Jane possible moment. Mm-hmm. Like, the tension is just mounting and mounting and mounting, and that he just comes out with that is, oh, wow. Just to cut around and looks on everybody's face like, Ugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. Yeah, And you believe it, too. You believe it. It's a fantastically delivered line. I mean, it's an Adam Baldwin, no surprise, but God damn it, that's good stuff. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of lines in there that are really good the whole time. She was all naked and articulate. Everyone talking about sex in here. Everyone else, elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. The whole thing is, uh, is pretty great. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the line I completely skipped over, but a true uh, Wash classic, and when you see on all the merch, uh, goslings. Or <laughs> baby geese. Goslings. They were juggled. Yep. Yep. I'm Some people juggle geese. geese. Yep. <laughs> it's great. It's I mean just his delivery of like a lot of the lines and they're like when he's talking to Zoe in that scene where she's like, Of course the man comes up to defend her. It's like, wait, when did this not become funny? Yeah. It's like there's I was talking about geese. <laughs> yeah, oh so great. It's so great. He's just He's so let down. Like it, it, watching him deflate is, and he does such a good job of it. He's a really like Alan Tudyk for more things because he's a oh, fantastic sure. performer. And his body language, like I don't know, because I haven't sort of studied his past, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was trained in like improv. Because I mean, he's, he's the he's... guy on our team who's dressed like a pirate. <laughs> oh, Steve the pirate. That man went to Juilliard. I'd like to yeah. point out that happened after this, by the way. <laughs> he it had is. already been Hoban Washburn when he became Steve the Pirate. That's correct. Scurvy. <laughs> Wait, there's a guy on our team that's dressed like a pirate? <laughs> so good. Oh, hey, Steve the Pirate. 
That, I don't know why that joke sticks with me. <laughs> like, I'm certain if I watch Dodgeball now, I would hate it. Um, you might. I didn't like it as much as the first few times I saw it. I, yeah, I, th- when I, I think I watched it gonna... fairly recently. Yeah, I think I'm gonna let that one lie. <laughs> I'll remember I, it fondly. I do I also love him in A Knight's Tale. Sure. Oh, yeah. 310 to Yuma, I believe, as well. Yeah, yeah, he was really good in that. Uh, Death at a Funeral, obviously, which we've talked oh. about before. Great. Oh, so good. Rogue One. Yeah, yep. K2SO was probably my favorite character in the entire entirety of that movie. Very memorable. Yeah. Just a really good a good performance, and Wash definitely a... Uh... Oh, holy shit, he was in season two of Dirk Gently? Oh. I haven't watched it yet. It's another reason for me to watch uh, Dirk Gently. I have it all DVR'd up for this season. I watched the first season, but not the second one yet. Mm. Mm. Behind on that TV. I'm making good TV, so I'm behind on watching the TV. <laughs> uh, he went to Juilliard, but did not complete it. Wow. Yep. Left in 1996 before earning a degree. No kidding. Yep. Also, Man, he imagine uh, if he had where his life would be now. Yeah. <laughs> According Wait. to Wikipedia, he had a brief experience as a stand-up comic, but quit after an angry audience member threatened to kill him. Interesting. What was the joke? Like what 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 was the bit? <laughs> like <laughs> It was like Costanza level. I had sex with your wife. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy indeed. So <laughs> Uh, back to back to the episode in question. Uh, Kaylee and Wash uh, manage to at least get the nav back online and find out we're headed for a net. And then we have another one of those scenes where a book knows stuff that a shepherd probably shouldn't know and talks to us about how the net's going to electrocute everybody and uh, basically EMP the ship. Oi. Oi. Yes? EMP. Ah. How do I consistently fuck up when you're doing uh when you're doing exactly that? I every single time somehow you do. You'd think it was a bit at this point. <laughs> yeah, because every time you do it at work and now on the podcast, every time I say three letters and you go oi oi, I think you're trying to interrupt me, not doing uh TNT. Just singing I... the islands in the stream. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I had no idea where this was going, so I'm delighted. Uh, every time I say one of the client's names at work, which is three letters and it rhymes with TNT, uh, Max just goes off and starts going, oi, oi. And I think he's trying to interrupt me, but really he's just doing TNT. Oi, oi. Dynamite. <laughs> Dynamite. So, <laughs> yeah, so we get, we get all the information. We get a little bit of exposition, which always feels good when it comes from Shepherd Book when it shouldn't. It's it's awesome because it's another one of those things that makes you like, why does he know that? And you listen. If anybody else had delivered that line, you would not have listened this closely. Probably not, no. So it, it's perfect. Again, a perfect piece of uh, dialogue there. Mm-hmm. It's really important when you're in your dialogue scenes. You may need to give out the exposition. You have to deal with exposition at some point if you have a story. So you have to figure out the best way to deliver that exposition. And honestly, I don't think they could have explained what a net was any better than they did this way. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's because you're perverting expectations, right? You don't imagine that even the guy who knew about the criminals and, and, you know, Nishka and all that, 
and the guy who had some sort of credentials that got him onto an Alliance vessel for medical treatment, you still don't think he's also going to be a guy who would know about a net that is, you know, an EMP net that is designed to capture ships. Yep. You are just continually perverting expectations. Exactly. Which is great. Yeah, and they picked a very tense moment to do it when they're about to fly right into it. Yeah. Like, the whole thing is, I mean, it's it's a, a good piece of screenwriting, a little lesson from the screenplay, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Shout out to that YouTube channel. And then we get Vera again. Yep. And Jane shooting out the net. Mm-hmm. Jane doing Jane stuff. Jane doing Jane stuff. Uh, Every character in this gets to do that character stuff. Yeah. Again, to further... You, I mean, by the end of this episode, we intimately know every character on the ship, not Simon and River from this episode because of safe. We would know, and, and we would know Simon and River a little bit more in this episode if they had included the deleted sequence that I just read about in reading about this episode or earlier today, where River continues to be a little crazy and uh, talks about wanting to marry Simon. Hmm. I think it's on the DVDs. I think I know I've seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Uh, yeah, I've never, I don't know if I, maybe I, I, I haven't seen it in my cognizance, which doesn't mean I haven't watched it because I've owned Firefly on DVD for a decade now or more. So mm. I've watched it many times and, uh, but yeah, it's the sequence where she talks about, um, we get another great line that didn't end up in the final edit, uh, of Simon talking about, uh, that's just, you know. That's not something brothers and sisters do. I mean, on some planets, but only pretty bad ones. Yep. Which is a great, uh, a great piece of piece of line. So. Absolutely. Um. So it's uh you know we would get more Simon and River, but unfortunately or fortunately because we just had safe, and because we don't really need more Simon and River because we also get more River next episode. I think it's fine that we have a non-river involved episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not every episode can't center around every single character. There's a ton of them. Mm -hmm. So the fact that because we also somehow... don't get a ton of Kaylee this episode either. No, we bounced around through most of the characters in this episode, which is a really impressive feat. Mm -hmm. Not many. Also, oh, if she interacted closely with uh, Saffron, you'd be like, "Well, why didn't she just know that she was gonna kill them all?" Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, point to note. You want to know why this episode's so good? One of the few episodes was written by Joss. Well, I mean, I knew I knew that because I watched the episode again. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, whenever he whenever he is involved, it's generally one of the stronger episodes, as he is the one who conceived it. He good. He good. Yeah. That that Joss Whedon. That Joss Whedon. He good. He knows TV, and again. Who else could bounce between the whole crew, basically, that elegantly? The one who knows them best. Yep. The character, the character, the guy that invented all of them. Yeah. God uh, himself. So we also get, uh, at the same time that Jane's shooting out the net, we get Jane committing cold hard murder. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, which, despite Jane being, you know, a gun for hire, a merc, whatever, we don't actually see him do that all that often. Like... We don't see them just straight out kill too many people, at least in the, the early parts of the of the season. Uh, first episode, he shoots a lot of people with a sniper rifle. That's true. He's uh, he's pretty much a stone cold murderer. 
Mm-hmm. Well, they were also bad people. Yep, he's the baddest one. And yeah, Jane, Jane's the guy. That, Jane's the guy. What kills people? Jane does the wet work. Jane's like mm-hmm. uh, like Logan, like Wolverine. Yep. When uh, presumably when... it's not all the people, because earlier those guys said like, "Tell everyone to get ready." Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not everybody involved, but it's enough people involved. And then, uh, so so now we've dealt with the main plot point. But she took the shuttle. Mm-hmm. Because some people like geese. And right. uh, I still want to know how they catch up with her. But well, they tracked the shuttle. Yeah, they literally said shuttle could have couldn't have gotten that far. All right, good point. And we have our actual ship. Yeah, true. And they could track their own shuttle with their ship. Right. Like when they found the planet. Mm-hmm. Shows you yep. the amount I was paying attention, but I watched this episode very late last night. Uh, so Mal bursts in and confronts Saffron, and they have uh, a very good detente that is... Um, It's very short, but it's very, 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 very heavy with emotion and with everything going on. Like, the amount of time they actually spend interacting is not that long, but what passes between them feels like it's an entire conversation, despite it being just a couple of lines. Yep. You know, and I just, like, Mal is... He's such a good guy. Like, mm-hmm. what is it? Play me again and I'll riddle you with holes. Like, he's such a goody two-shoes, just like, yep, I am. But, he, but he's not, right? Because we've seen him also not be a good... Like, he's such a good character because it's just like, he's the pirate with a heart of gold. He's like, uh, he's like chaotic good. Yeah, yeah. He's got his own credo. Mm-hmm. And he abides by it. And if you... If you fuck with his credo, you're going down. Yeah, if you step on the wrong side of his line, then you are, you know, you get executed. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, she does, I mean, everything, the other thing that's really good about this scene, too, is the body language. Like, you're literally seeing them struggle, so you don't have to, you know what I mean, you don't have to know much else. You can just put in the poignant lines, because so much is said by the fact that he's holding a gun up to her head while he's, like, leaning on top of her. Mm-hmm. And she's still, you know, and it says a lot about her character where she's still confident and cocky and smarmy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when she says, I made you dinner. Mm-hmm. And she's just, you know what I mean? Like, that's, you know what I mean? It's all says so much. And they don't have to say anything, right? You're showing, not telling. Yeah. And that, I mean, again, it's Joss. Like, no surprise there. But it's uh, it's really elegant. And it, again, you get the theme of the episode stated at the very end. The reason we were able to stop you is all of us are worse than you individually, but together as a group, we are better than you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, it's, you just kill me now. Yeah. <laughs> or tell me you're going to kill me soon. Yep. Ah, you know I ain't. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Is that he is better than her in that moment. Morally, yeah. 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 And yeah. they work together. It, it's another one of those episodes, right, where, hey, these guys are a family. But it's not beating you over the head with that. It's just showing you, hey, these guys are a family. Yeah, it, 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 this show does such a nice job of one of the overarching themes is defining what a family truly is. Mm-hmm. 
and you know mal says you know i got a group of people i trust and that's you know the start of it you know what i mean and they, like we saw you talked about it uh with the line at the end of safe you're on my crew what are we what is there to discuss why are we or still having this conversation yeah, yeah why are we still talking about this yep it that's you know that's all overarching through the whole thing and that's really important the non-standard family that is created in this world the chosen family instead of the biological family that's right and that is a huge part of this entire show mm -hmm. and we get it very much here and we get the dysfunctional nature i mean you know we talked about wash and zoe and you mm -hmm. know remember that sex we were going to have ever again not everybody gets me in Zoe. <laughs> not, don't, not everybody gets me in Zoe at first glance. Yeah. yeah. She made fresh. She really made fresh bow. Queen. <laughs> it's his that scene. Really, like I'm telling you, if you if you if you go back and rewatch that episode, just watch him. Like take your put your blinders up to everybody else and just watch him. Like I'm not again. I'm not like an actor's kind of director or anything when it comes to filmmaking. Mm -hmm. That's probably one of my weaker points. But God damn it, he manages to have every little piece of business in that scene. It's just, it's Steve McQueen level of stealing the scene. It's great. Mm -hmm. He just he kills it. He really does. Looking at, it's look, just I'm looking at the quotes on IMDb now because uh, I was trying to find exactly the line that Jane says. See, Vera, dress yourself up. You could take it somewhere. You could take it out somewhere fun. But right. I forgot about Inara's I wish you hundreds of fat children. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, you know, he sits there and he th says, like, could you imagine me with a whole passel of critters underfoot? Yeah. And then she gets pissed off because she's like, yes, I've thought about <laughs> yeah, this. Yes. You fucking dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Look, asshole. I have thought yeah. about this a lot. Yeah, and it's clear you haven't, you inconsiderate bastard. Yeah. Like, it's good. Anara's stuff's really. I mean, Anara does a great job outside of when she. The one of the only acting pieces I really don't like in this episode is when she acts loopy when she comes back. Mm -hmm. I. That's a little heavy-handed. It's like, a bit much. She wasn't quite where she needed to be, in my opinion. It's like that felt a little hammy. Yeah. She was on narcotics. I it was just you know she did that. I I did that. that happened to me. Like mm -hmm. that's like non-actor being on narcotics. Like, I feel like she could have done a, a more subtle job than that. Delivering funny lines is funny, but just the way she does it is just a little, I don't know, it's just a little much for me. <laughs> and normally she's spot on. Normally she's one of the strongest act. You know, I always say she's one of the strong. And there's scenes in this episode well, where fucking... she's the strongest uh, yeah. performer in the scene. What fucking absolutely kills it for me is that she was like 23, 24 years old when they shot this. It's she does an I mean, incredible we talked about job. That before I yeah. think on Shindig of how worldly she is, despite her age at that time. Yeah, like I feel like I had mastered shitting and precisely nothing else <laughs> by that time in my yeah. life. I knew you at that point. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shitting and sleeping. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good. That's where I'm a Viking for sure. <laughs> you are a sleep Viking. But I, I mean, shit Viking. She is somebody who finished Juilliard, so yep, you know that might have something to do with it as well. I wonder yeah. if she bragged on set to Alan Tudyk about that. <laughs> yeah, at least I finished. Yeah. Wow. I hope so. I I, I don't know. I, that thought wouldn't even occur to me. Feels like a pretty low blow. Yeah. <laughs> Juilliard trained. Well, I'm Juilliard. <laughs> Juilliard completed. Interestingly, she entered Juilliard the same year he left. No shit. Yeah. Interesting. They could have seen each other. 
possible. That would be weird. But uh, then we do get uh, a great piece of denouement to end the episode. Um, mm -hmm. More more Malin and Ara really just chewing the scenery. Yep. <laughs> I knew you let her kiss you. The how serious he is. Uh huh. And like she like she does such a good job of playing off of him in that scene too. Like a real masterclass in reaction from her. And him him just turning from like like serious to just disgustingly smug. Mm -hmm. I knew you let it it's brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's so good how he like he, he forces his uh he does this a lot in the episode when he kinda wants to hang his hat on a piece of business, he'll do uh thumbs under his suspenders. Yep. Well that, that's a it's that's a real nice piece. That's easy to sell being smug when you have oh, something great. to grab onto. Oh, it's it's Clarence Darrow levels of ridiculous. Like that's what makes it work so well. Clarence Darrow. Yep. You're you're not right. Or you're not right. You're not wrong. There's you're your right. Going... I mean, you know, you come to you want to be refined, right? So you come to this for the inherit the wind references I'm going to inevitably make. <laughs> I'm just a simple country lawyer. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we get, you know, we get the close out on that and it's just wonderful that he's so bullheaded that he just can't see it. Yep. You know, it's just like, it is floating right there in front of you. You have, and that's yet another one. I'll come back to this every fucking episode. The things that make these people feel so human is this, it's such a human thing. They both are head over heels for each other and both of them are too goddamn stubborn to actually talk about it. Mm -hmm. That is such a human behavior. It's ridiculous. Well, it's also very TV. It is, but it but it's one of the few sort of really TV things that actually works on a human level too. Like it depends on the performers. Like if there's no chemistry there, it feels awful. That's true. We've all seen the ones that are just like, Ugh. yeah, like, and we've watched other like whole series are built on that. Like Bones is a great example. Yeah, well, it was built on that for the first couple seasons. Then they just they they gave up the will they won't they detente and just did it. Right, and now yeah, but I mean, it started what three or four seasons I believe before they got into oh, the whole. I think it was more than that, but yeah, I think they I think yeah. they ran five or more seasons of that uh, similar kind of detente. I mean, you know. TV that works it really well for me was uh, NCIS with mm -hmm. uh, Dinozo and Ziva. That ran for almost ten years. Well, I mean, we had a whole we had a whole previous Ziva before that happened. True. <laughs> so poor Kate. But that, piece, Kate. I th I think that just plays up. Michael Weatherly is very good at playing that role. Yeah, he's great, and I think well, he's, he's good in Bull too. Well, yeah, I he's, I meant I meant great. the role of the this you know the sexual tension. Oh, so, like, yeah, some like, yeah, some people yeah. have it, and I think Nathan Fillion has it too, because they mm -hmm. played it. They played it incredibly well in Castle as well, and yep. I think so. Some people can just play that role very well, and I think that both uh, Nathan Fillion and Marina Baccarin play it incredibly well. The dance throughout the entire series, I believe it. Oh yeah, it's maddening, right? Like, yeah. it's just you want to see them get to. But I mean, that's also an old sci-fi trope, right? Like the whole uh, Kirk and Ahura thing. It's I mean, yep. it's pretty old school sci-fi stuff too it is it's good they, classic yeah and you have to be good at it or else we just be like boring cliche don't want to see it well which but was, you want to see it yeah which was large parts of kirk with any other female character 
right? <laughs> to go back. It was just like, okay, yep, could just be watching porn. That it had been done by now. Sell me on it, Shatner. <laughs> Uh, well, unless anybody else has anything to say, I think it's going to bring us to the end of this episode. Round of nose? Okay. Quaint! Uh, <laughs> quaint! Make sure you check us out. It's www.superliminalfilms.com. We are also available at Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. Basically, any of the main places you are social on the internet. Hey, guess what? We are also social on the internet. Goodbye, everybody. What happened about me?